as boys lines. As bold as lions. As bold as lions. As bold as lions. You're listening to the As Bold as Lions podcast. Hello and welcome to the As Boldest Lions podcast. It is so good to have you join me today. And we are in the month of June, taking this month to dissect various psalms. Today's title is A Psalm of Thanks, looking at Psalm 100. And just doing something that was kind of part of last year's summer, felt appropriate to, to bring it back and repeat it again. That Summer of Psalms uh, title, there's something about that puts um, a warm thought in my head and uh, maybe it makes me imagine encountering God's word, sitting somewhere on a beach or by the pool and uh, got a favorite ice drink in my hand and, and uh, um, God's word in the other, you know, an iced coffee or something like that. But above all, it's um, taking away something from these passages that God wants me to hear. And today is a short psalm. It's maybe the shortest one I've covered in in this series this time or last time. Five verses total. So pretty short. Um, you know, some psalms are are that that long, and and many like I think it's Psalm one nineteen just. Quite a quite a long passage, and um, this psalm is similar. Um, some scholarly background and context here. This is similar to what are called enthronement psalms. It's not one of those per se, but these psalms that talk about God as King over all the earth. They celebrate God as the King over all creation. That's an enthronement psalm. And so <clears throat> various examples of that would be Psalm 96 through 99, if you go back and look at some of those and just some of the the verses and what it's talking about. Um, leads up to Psalm 100, but this is not per se an enthronement psalm, but sort of similar in, in, um, in its style. Uh, it is a hymn of praise. And Isaac Watts, he based his familiar uh, hymn song off of this psalm, the kind of what we know as the the doxology, what we refer to as the doxology. It says, praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above, ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. So Isaac Watts uh, looked at Psalm 100 to kind of write those words and you may sing those or say those fairly often, and uh, depending what church background you are in or, or what you grew up in. So it's a it's a short psalm. It's a psalm of praise, and from there you can kind of say, well, what what left is there to say? You know, we kind of covered it. Podcast over. Um, we'll see you next time, right? But even in its brevity, I believe there's a certain level of depth that we can find here. And 
taking the opportunity to dive into these verses just like every other week, just like every other psalm, and pull out some main themes. Yes, there's there's some things that do repeat, and from week to week we're, we're discussing some of the same ideas. But I think the challenge is for us to look again at even what look, might seem familiar and to allow it to become fresh uh, to us again as we look at God's Word. What can God say to us in just five verses? Well, there's a whole lot I'm finding out as I look at these five verses from Psalm 100. So we start out just by reading the passage, uh, which I'm going to do. It's from the ESV English Standard Version Bible. And here we go. This is called um, His Steadfast Love Endures Forever, A Psalm for Giving Thanks. That's the um, title given to this psalm in, in uh, my Bible, and your Bible may have a little bit different uh, heading there. But verse 1. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good his steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. Okay. So what are some key takeaways of Psalm 100? Just read it there. First and foremost, I read in the first two verses, a commandment to praise. That's the first point today. There's a commandment to praise says, make a joyful noise. It's, it's a commandment. Do this. He's saying, do this. Other translations say, shout for joy. And here's kind of the tone that's set for the rest of this psalm, just saying, come into his presence. Be singing. Be joyful. Be glad, be glad of heart. Um, shouting for joy to the Lord. Worshiping in gladness. And it made me think, and to pose a question to you as you're listening to this, when's the last time any of us have done that? When's the last time we, we just came into the Lord's presence and, and shouted for joy, whether it's on a Sunday morning or just in the, the quiet of our own homes or in our car or wherever we're at? We're come, we're, we're to do it. It's, it's laid out here in Psalm 100 that, that you should have that mentality and that um, posture, really, before the Lord and worship. From there, we are to serve Him with gladness. There's there's an aspect of joy, once again, in, in these verses, to serve the Lord with gladness, verse 2. We are to come into His presence with singing. And the question I have is, where where is our song? Where is our exuberant worship and praise. You know, is all praise supposed to be kind of just quiet and soft and reflective and meditative and those sort of things? Well, there's there's definitely a case for that. But the Bible also clearly gives us the case for exuberance and joy and just shouting. And I'm guessing some some 
noise to a certain aspect, which, uh, you know, may peak the decibel meter a little bit, but that's okay. Like God is honored and glorified and even desires that. As we move along here, we, we see the psalmist frame who God is and who we are. So as we go from verses one and two, which are setting the tone, talking about praise, talking about our posture before the Lord, he is then talking about identity. So our first point, a commandment to praise. The second point is a call to identity. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. So first and foremost, this word know, that really stands out to me. Know he is God. Understand that he is God. Commit this to mind. And know that be by default then, we're not God. And nor are the, the false idols or the gods, uh, lowercase g, that, that we may put our trust in, false deities that we, we often put our, our trust in. And that can even be ourselves to, um, to kind of carry that out into its most extreme. The identity of the Lord is firm and secure. And we then derive our identity from him. He made us. We are his, his people, the sheep of his pasture. And identity brings belonging. It brings clarity. It brings purpose, and it makes us no longer our own. Uh, I've been quoting a lot from from Charles Spurgeon because he has some comments that uh, tie into these these passages, and I love this quote by him. It says, "Some men live as if they made themselves. They call themselves self-made men, and they adore." their supposed creators. Well, this verse of Psalm 100, verse 3, just totally flips that and says, know that the Lord is God. He's the one who made us. We're not really the ones who can take any credit for ourselves. It belongs to God alone. And from there, he cares for his sheep. He is the good shepherd as we talk um, you know, other passages in the Psalms, Psalm 23, which we talked about last year. Um, and Jesus just talking about being the good shepherd, laying down his life for the sheep, all that imagery, which comes back. So we're talking about our identity. He then switches again back to praise. So point three is praise him. And in parentheses, I just wrote again, praise him again. Um, it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. The uh, the Jews, the Israelites would have understood that gates are describing the temple, the courtyard, things that they were very familiar with, and that they would come into places of worship with praise, with a thankful heart. And that's a, a model for us as well, that the next time we even get out of our car and, and our, uh, you know, our feet hit the pavement and we're on our way into the, into church, you know, to think about something that, um, reminds you of the Lord's goodness to you and how thankful you can be. 
for that as you go into the church, as you go through those doors, kind of going into that place where his presence is and even carrying that into the other places we go, into our homes especially. Am I thankful as I go throughout the day? Am I thankful even as my feet hit the floor in the morning, I get out of bed and, you know, wash my face and brush my teeth, get my breakfast, my coffee? Am I just looking at the day just saying, thank you, Lord, for another day? Thank you for your goodness to me. He also uh, talks about blessing his name. Give thanks to him, bless his name. And some interpret this blessing as just a form of deep homage and reverence to the Lord. Uh, I I did some research and background from a a website, sermonwriter.com. It's kind of a commentary slash um, sermon preparation type of uh, resource. There is this word bless, which in Hebrew um, looks like, and it sounds like barak, barak or brak, I'm not sure. Um, so bless his name. This is in uh, verse four. And this word bless is closely related to another Hebrew name, uh, word barak. Um, I should spell these. The first, uh, the first word bless was B-A-R-A-K. The, the next word barak, which means kneel is B-E-R-A-K, and then Beric Knee, B-E-R-E-K. What I'm trying to get at here and what this uh, what this resource, this reference, uh, was trying to say is that when the psalmist is calling us to bless Yahweh's name, he is suggesting that we kneel in homage to him as a demonstration of reverence and an expression of praise. So there's kind of this... I guess you could say kind of a play on words or something going on there in the Hebrew where to bless is related to knee, is related to kneel. And that's kind of this place of coming before the Lord with, again, that posture in our hearts. Um, If you're going to kneel before somebody, if you were to kneel um, back in old times when you would see a a king and somebody would approach and they would kneel or, or kind of bow, that's that reverence, that's that awe. That's that adoration before that person. And that is what the psalm here is saying um, God is worthy of. He's worthy of our praise. Our identity is wrapped up in him. He has created us. We bring thankful hearts before him, and we revere him for all that he is. So our final point to me, uh, as I go through this, and, and you, I encourage you, as I, I do every week, look through these passages. Um, take, take your own Bible out. Go to Psalm 100 or if it's on your phone, Bible app, whatever, um, and read through it and, and make some notes as well. What is, what is it saying to you? Um, because this is, this is kind of my own. As I read through it, this is what, what stands out to me. So this final point is the why of of why we do all this. Everything that we've talked about with the praise and the reverence and talking about our identity, why why then do we do all this and, and go through all of this? Well, it's because he is good, he is loving, he is faithful. Why do we do all this? He's good, he's loving, he's faithful. That last verse, um, verse 5, For the Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. 
So he's ending here with this verse that supports all of what he has just laid out. We, we give thanks. We're joyful. We're glad because of who God is and what he has done. And I guess for my own life, um, personally, just bringing in uh, an aspect here, when I do have the time to really focus in worship, whether it's a, a corporate setting like church or just individually. And I say when I do have the time, because there, obviously if we're going to church on a semi-regular basis, we're, we're, we're in worship, you know, at least once a week or so throughout our week, trying to worship through, um, you know, worship as a lifestyle, of course, but those moments where we're, we're just quiet before the Lord, praying and, and worshiping and praising. But when there's those moments where you can really just center it and focus in, and those sometimes are, if we're honest, they're, they're rare. At least for me, they're, they're not as frequent as they should be, and I would like them to be. But when I'm able to focus and I'm able to just start meditating on God and who he is and what specifically he's done in my life. If I can kind of look back over, you know, the last few months, uh, last few weeks, uh, even going back years into this moment and that moment and different things that, that directed the course of my life. And I can start to kind of just see his, his fingerprint through all of that. It, it starts to bring me into this place of adoration. It starts to bring me into this place where, I start feeling just awe of him. Um, gets gets emotional sometimes because I'm just wrecked by the fact that I see him as he he is, and I see myself as I am. And it's humbling to think that he cares that much about about me. He cares about that much about you to direct your life and. Even the mistakes that we've made, even the the things that we've messed up, and we'd say, I wish I could go back and do that over. Well, how has he even taken that and used that for good somehow? When you start to see his hand in everything, it just you it you cannot tell me that you cannot say there is no God because there's there's just so much evidence, and I think those of us who have walked with the Lord and, you know, not only read the stories in the Bible, but start to see things of, of his, his hand in our own lives. It it just, it's overwhelming. So ending that place today, going through those four points, I'll just quickly recap, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, commandment to praise a uh, call to identity, praise him again and finally, why do we do all this? Because he is good, loving, and faithful. That um, that all just came out of five verses. And I stated earlier that we have this opportunity to look at just a few lines of scripture and be reminded once again of who God is. To be, to be brought in that place of praise and just our own recognition of him. And I ask a question of you, I know I'm asking a lot of questions today, but a question of you that I ask of myself, and that is this, has that place of worship been something foreign to me as of late, 
or has it been a place that I am well familiar with? And in other words, when we consider what the psalmist is saying here, does it resonate to a point where we know what he's talking about? Or does it seem like it's someone else's words that are hard to identify with? Like we're, we're reading about somebody else's experience, what somebody else is, is testifying, and it's hard to identify with it ourselves. I know in a, a series like this, it would be easy to keep things really light and, and fun and just kind of avoid any of the tough conversations, any of the awkward stuff. You know, for for me, like that definitely is the more tempting route to go down, the easier route to go. And to be honest, that's that's where I would rather camp out is just say, hey, I'm... Um, just want to keep this just very theological and, and kind of more a, a study, um, but not get into too much application in, in real uh, heart uh, work, workings of the heart as we look at this stuff. But um, I can't do that. I know that that's not what God calls me to do in, in these podcasts or the, the As Bold as Lions um, material. And if I'm honest, trying to be just fully transparent today, this heart of praise and this thankfulness that's described here in Psalm 100, it's, it's not the heart that I've had lately. And I'm, I'm grieved over that as I, um, you know, that, that's something that I, I don't like and I don't wish about myself. I want to be joyful in the presence of the Lord. I want to serve him with a glad heart. But I think I've been resting too long in my own strength and stamina, and I just find myself coming up kind of empty. And maybe that's a place you can resonate with as well today. Maybe you're you're wanting to be in a different place with the Lord, but you've just struggled to find it. And as we talked about a couple of weeks ago about tasting and seeing that the Lord is good, that's something that, and you, you really want to know that, but it just feels like that's always somebody else's experience or that's something I read about. Um, but you're tired of hearing other people's testimonies. You want that for yourself. And if that's you, I'm praying that you'll be able to find joy in the presence of the Lord today. Just, just that, just find joy in his presence as the psalmist is talking about here. And even if it's just rereading this and allowing the words to just wash over your mind, wash over your heart, that's, that's a great place to start. And then kind of like I talked about earlier with my own experience to, to just consider where God has led you before and how he still cares for you now, how he has not done with you. And he, he wants to, to continue to trust him. And even in these uncertain times and these uncertain days, all the more to trust him and kind of leave your cares and your worries and anxieties behind and, and, and go after him. That's my challenge to myself. That's my challenge to you today. And if you're a person that's experiencing worship in a way that is as deep and, and you've been trusting him and, and seeing his faithfulness and, and his goodness, praise God, keep going there. Um, that's, that's awesome. And I can't say that 
Um, I, I don't have that testimony because I do. And, and I just, I just want more of it. If that makes sense. I want, I want to experience more of it, even in the, in the times that we're living. And I think a lot of us are looking for that guys. I love you. Um, always love walking this journey with you. And if I can pray for you specifically in any sort of way today, I'd love to hear from you. Info at DerekCharlesJohnson.com is probably the best way to reach me through email. Um, and I guess I just want to say thank you for taking the time to go through, listen to this podcast, walk through this psalm today. Um, some heavier stuff, but that's okay. I I, I don't want to avoid the... Um, the heavier topics and, and the things that, that we need to be talking about because I think it, it strengthens us. It encourages us to keep going deeper in the Lord and not just kind of settle for, um, you know, settle for second best really. So I'm going to leave you with Ephesians 5, 15 through 17, our theme verse, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Guys, I love you. Take care. God bless. We'll see you again soon. Hey, guys, this is Derek Charles Johnson. You have been listening to the As Bold as Lions podcast. I am a blogger, a songwriter, an artist. And if you've been encouraged by this podcast, please go ahead and subscribe and share and head over to DerekCharlesJohnson.com for more encouraging content. God bless.